0: The lesson of modern education is Woke kids step, wise kids step, college kids step. I'm I'm woke. Read read more, learn more, change the globe.
1: You must learn. This is Woke Wise College Kids. Hey there, thanks for tuning in. I'm Dr. Aaron, the founder of Be Preppy College Coaching and the host of this podcast. Making top grades in college isn't all about being smart, but rather being wise, which is the whole point of this podcast. In my years of coaching, it never fails that I see a student who's struggling in class who is mentally and physically tired. During academic coaching sessions, I focus on brain-based learning strategies and how to maximize the brain's capacity for memory and learning. The truth is, there's no magical learning tips to substitute for the impact that diet and exercise have on your academic performance. For example, simply avoiding sugary drinks and drinking at least eight glasses of water daily can improve focus, memory, mood, and problem-solving skills. Getting top grades truly involves the mind and the body. On this episode, Ms. Kia Clark, a personal trainer, talks about her fitness regrets and her personal health journey. She also gives practical health tips to help college students perform their best. After listening, be sure to head over to BePreppy.com for tips on how to live a healthy life as a woke-wise college kid. And tweet us how you stay healthy at BePreppy LLC. Be sure to review and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Happy listening! Welcome to WokeWise College Kids. This episode is all about health and fitness. My guest is one of the most flyest, dopest people I know, Miss Kia Clark. Kia is an all-around boss. She is a certified personal trainer and a creator of the brand
0: Black Thighs Matter. Welcome, Kia. Hi, Erin. Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor. Thank you for the accolades. You got me blushing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, I didn't
1: lie about any of those things at all. Um, so before we dive into our main conversation, I want to, to do some warm up questions. And we're going to then let our audience know how we know each other. Just did pick you out of the blue. Well, off Instagram, like <laughs> some of my some of my guests. But uh, through these questions, they're going to kind of learn a little bit of background about us. How about that?
0: Yes, sounds awesome.
1: Okay, so what college did you attend?
0: I uh, went to Southeastern Louisiana University. Um, First, I went to UNO, actually, my first year. And then I transferred to Southeastern, um, where I finished, um, in Hammond, Louisiana. Cool, cool.
1: And... I don't know if I mentioned this on any of my other podcasts, but to the listeners out there, I also attended Southeastern Louisiana University and there is, that's where I met this lovely young lady. So (laughs) what type of college student would you categorize yourself? And you can say, uh, you can give like an example of what you were when you first came and then the student that you were by the time you left like were you a party girl were you a serious student were you the life of the party what kind of student would you categorize yourself
0: um well honestly i think um how i came didn't differ from, much from how i left um i was always like you know the middle middle ground i didn't party too too hard but i did party some um and My my, my studies, I could have, I knew I could have given a little bit more to that, but, um, so I was like, you know, still focused on my studies, but I still wanted to party a little bit. So I tried to maintain this healthy balance, so to speak. Um, and I think I pretty much, actually, I probably parted a little more by the time I left, (laughs) if we've been completely honest. Um, but I didn't fall off too much.
1: Okay, well... Okay, well, I know Kia from being, we're in the same sorority I joined before her, so she, I am actually her profite. so I had the <laughs> lovely opportunity of introducing her to the sorority, so um, I can't even, I won't even uh, let her out there like yeah. that. We probably both partied yeah. way too much, or had a good time once I partied. Enjoy college way too much towards the, the end, end yeah, the end of uh, got was, a little not, bit. Not gonna mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like that. It's supposed to, you know, you're at the end, you're ready to get out. So what is your favorite college memory?
0: My favorite college memory would have to be <laughs> would have to be my 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 graduation. Um because I came from a family of two sisters, two other sisters. Um neither her, them nor my mom graduated from college. So, um that was really really big for for my me and my small family because not many people um before me had done this. So that actually was my favorite. Um right after that comes my pro my probate though, like smack dab right after that. It was one of the best times of my entire life and I remember it like it was yesterday
1: so well yeah I'm glad you mentioned that this podcast is geared toward first generation students like I know we didn't have this when we were in college just to give us we had some mentors we have people you can look up to but we didn't have like a resource to really tell us how to do this thing and and have it to be on a platform that we've always been able to access easily and without money so I'm so glad you mentioned that and the last question is what is your college regret we all have them they're all different so what's yours
0: yeah mine would have to be um not uh being as focused as I should have been um I could have definitely put way more effort into that area but I was kind of coasting especially like you know once I got like acclimated and everything I just I didn't um put forth the best effort that I could have um I still made it out okay um like average student be average um but I could have you know put a little bit more effort in there so that would be my my regret not putting as much effort and being as focused as I know that I could have been and should have been
1: when did you find like when did this become a regret to you or, or how did your lack of focus impact your post grad life like life after in your mid 20s well um
0: it's kind of like college so college was about 4 years um so to speak so so what you're doing in college kind of is going to be like what you're going to do like right after Um, I believe, because like you're in that same habit, you're in that same um, motion. And so um, after college, um, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. Um, So I think that kind of spilled over to my post-grad life um, and not really having a clear, you know, have clear intentions and a clear path on where I was going. I was just, you know, we're really just focusing on making it um making it out so I think that's that kind of spilled over into that Where did
1: this go? okay so what would you give not necessarily based on our topic of conversation today but what's one piece of advice you would give the students who are in college now if if you were able to like redo it and do it over. What what's one piece of advice you would give? Them? Um, one piece of
0: advice I would give is to um, to 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 not be afraid, like to to take risk, um, and and letting them know that every shot that you aren't taking, you're missing every shot that you aren't taking. So take risks and don't be afraid.
1: Okay, I like that. So we'll hop on into our main discussion. Tell the listeners what more about you, what you do, where you're from, and a little bit of your journey to here. Not a whole lot, because that'll be
0: uh, our next our next uh, discussion, next piece of our. Discussion. Okay. Um, I am a personal trainer from New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, and I'm not your typical personal trainer because I've always pretty much been overweight. Um, and, um. I started working out, you know, for myself and I had no, actually still had no clear path in mind. I just knew it was something that I needed to do after quitting over, you know, a million times. And, um, once I started this last time, it actually ended up to where I never stopped. And, um, you know, the journey led me here, a a quick brief synopsis, since we're going to get into a little more detail later. Um, and that's really really how this started. I had no idea that this is where I would be and this would be my profession, but this is where my passion um led me to my purpose. So
1: I like that that topic of purpose. So you're from New Orleans, you graduated from Southeastern. What did you do prior to being a full-time personal trainer. Prior to
0: that, I was actually um, in the school system. I was uh, teaching so a little bit. i um, doing some intervention with uh, middle school, elementary school and middle school kids um, for about two years. Before that, I was still working in the school system just on administrative level. Um, and then before that, I was doing, I was a manager at Enterprise Rent-A-Car.
1: Okay. Okay. So discuss the journey to a healthier you. Take us back to your college days and kind of walk us up to post-college and like where you are now in terms of your health journey.
0: So um, college was basically, um, I had no real, real idea of what healthy a healthy lifestyle was. I was not working out. Um, I was not eating healthy. Um, it was all just basically, you know, things that I had learned from a child on up. Um, I would play around in the gym eventually, every now and then. Um, but nothing real serious, definitely nothing consistent. Um, so all throughout college, probably about 2010, 2011 is where, um, you know, I graduated in 08, and about two years later, you you, see, you know, you hear that freshman 15, but I think it was more for me like a freshman 30. And then after I graduated from college, it didn't really get any better. 2010, 2011 was probably my heaviest weight, which I was about 310, um, 310 pounds, so to speak, um, anywhere around there. And, um, still hadn't woken up and thought about my health at all. And, um, so like I said, we do that go back and forth we try to work out and not consistent um it was never really a priority for me so about 2013, I was going to the church uh, I was going to this church at the time, city of love and they do a Daniel fast every year and um I had been at the church for like five six years and I hadn't done it so this particular year, for some reason, I was like, you know, I'm gonna do this fast. And that is actually how my health journey started. And I'm with the Daniel Fast, just a brief synopsis. is basically you're vegan. Um, you can drink only water and tea, eat grains, fruit, no nat- no um added sugars, no meat or anything like that. I had no idea what I was really getting myself into, but that was the first time that I had done anything like that and stayed committed and made that type of sacrifice. So a week and a half into that, I, um, I went to a friend's house and he was like, girl, your neck getting small. And I was like, wait, just from eating right? So that like got me thinking, I was like, well, what if I start working out with this? And that is exactly how I started. I just, just, the thought came in my mind, I did it and I never stopped. So along the journey, I didn't understand why it went like that, but because you don't see things sometimes when you're in it. So after, like now I can look back and say, okay, I understand that this happened for this reason, because it had to. Um, So everything just really got aligned once I started constantly working out. I started off very, very slow, just doing what I knew, running my stairs. As I learned more and more about the foods and everything that we were eating and how it was poisoning us and um, really detrimental to our health, it became um, just very, um, a need, like I had to, something that I had to do to get this, this info out to my community because I knew that they didn't know. And, you know, I felt like, like I'm a, I'm college educated. So I didn't know all this. So I know about the people who haven't even reached college. And, you know, cause I'm from a poverty stricken area and, and health and fitness is something that's definitely not pushed, not in the forefront. Um, and definitely a lot of people lack the knowledge about. Um, and so along the way I just got more and more consistent. I became more and more in love with it. And, um, just was very inspired. People were inspired as I would put things on social media along, you know, going along with my journey. And, um, I got certified and, and decided that if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna really do this. And it became my mission and something that I'm very, very passionate about. And so I I absolutely love waking up every day and, and doing this, but it's, it was a long, long journey. And I understand that I had to go through the process. I trained myself I understand that I had to go through the process for the people that I am teaching and that I'm reaching because um, most personal trainers were always athletic, you know, never, you know, was really overweight and suffered with weight problems. And so I'm able to reach a, a, a an audience or a market that um, that is more able to trust me because I've been there. Um, and so, yeah, and now I'm doing this full time. And um, it's the best decision that I've ever made in my entire life.
1: (laughs) I remember the day you posted that and I was so happy for you. Uh, I'm always happy when someone can identify their purpose and be able to take that risk to do it full time. Um, some of the things that we're going to get to in the podcast later this season is just finding mm-hmm. what, what I call or what the Japanese call your ikigai, your the reason you wake up. What will you do if someone actually this for free every day? And um, I think that's an important journey in itself, not out, not, you know, not just about fitness, but you take going, you know, it's a journey going from graduating college, figuring out what you're going to do. Um, and sometimes you just need to take that journey to find out what you really have passion for and your journey is one of perseverance. And I think, uh, like you said, it's re- you inspired me. So I know when people see you and I'll post her Instagram, you should, you <laughs> guys should go all. take a look at her transformation Nothing. over the years. It didn't, it wasn't anything overnight. Like that? I noticed she didn't do anything, holiday. um, mm-hmm. no crash diets, no lap band, none of it. It was sheer. Yeah. Yes, it was, yes, you saw her eating, you know, a little, she, like, I remember the Instagram um, live you did when you had, you're on your way to the gym (laughs) and you had like a little bowl of greens and some cranberries in the car with you and you're fixing your salad on the way. And you were like, you know, you really don't have any excuses. You just got to prepare. And I was like, okay, Kia, whatever. Uh, (laughs) Um, you got me. And so I think, um, I, I I love that your journey is one of perseverance and it's really real. Um, so looking back, what would the Kia today tell the college Kia? And some of your posts have said, okay, you know, like I said, you always been fly. Like you never let your size get in the way of how you dressed, um, your confidence level, anything. So what would you go back and tell the college Kia? did you know that there was something that you were missing where you kind of backseat unhappy that you didn't really, um, let that out? Has this whole journey been more emotional and mental? Oh my gosh.
0: Um, you hit it on the nose. It has definitely been, um, a, a very emotional, um, um, actually, and also mental as well as physical. So as I'm growing um, and getting better physically, I start to dabble into um, you know meditation and centering a peace of mind. So it, it definitely became like a full circle thing, total body health and fitness that I always preach. But if I can go back and tell um, the, the college Kia um, anything, it would definitely be to love yourself because it starts with self-love, any journey, um and um and like i said before to take risk um don't be afraid because really the only person that ever and always holds us back is ourselves um and um i was telling one of my boot camp groups this this past week that it took me till i got like into my 30s to realize that i have absolutely no ceilings that i can literally do anything that i want to do um, I just gotta go get it, like, and so I would definitely um, tell tell the old kid, you know, to to go get it all, to do everything, and to take risks and don't be afraid to fail. Um, back on the the passion thing, a lot of people don't. I always knew my purpose was in service, um, but I had no idea that it would be through health and fitness. And and I always knew I was supposed to be doing something that I would be, you know, just impactful in some kind of way, but I never could really grasp what exactly it was. And so trust the process, trust the process wholeheartedly, because I promise you every step you take is leading to where you're supposed to be if you're moving intentionally. Um, And, you know, a lot of times people struggle with what their purpose is. um, And I just start with figuring out what it is that you love. Like you said, if you had something that you had to do every day without getting paid for, like, what is that thing? What's that thing that makes you tingle? Um, so just, just that the whole process, the purpose and, um, you know, moving without fear and moving with intention is, is very, very, very important. Um, and something that I didn't know and didn't realize, um, in college, but, that journey is, is where the magic happens. So don't be afraid to, to go through those um, downs to get to those ups.
1: I love that all. So what are some common myths students have about their health when they're in college? I know I felt, I was still health conscious. Um, I think I, my health journey took a different path early on. My dad, mm-hmm was diagnosed with diabetes when I was like 11 or 12 and Ah. anybody who knows me knows that my me and my dad are like uh, two peas in a pod (laughs) and we hung out together all the time and even now I'm I'm living with back home with my parents my mom you know, confuses my name with Earl, you know, my dad's <laughs> name. And she's like, I, I can't tell the difference. So That's when funny. he was diagnosed and I, <laughs> I know <laughs> when he was diagnosed, I went to his diabetes classes. Cause I'm, for some reason, I'm the only person I'm like the Earl whisperer. So if I push and you know, I tell him and I get on and, Eventually he'll listen, probably quicker than if somebody else would tell him. So I went to all of his diabetes classes. So I knew early on, you know, not to eat fried foods and and only one starch. Right. And, you know, you don't the southern whole southern meal and, and the things that uh, the southern the southern meal plan was. You need to have rice bread, a dessert <laughs> yes. like sugar, and so <laughs> even when I was in middle school, we our whole family did this whole lifestyle change, and I just. I took from that. I knew I could still do better. like eating more and stuff like that. And I know in co- I, I still try to do that more in college, but post-grad, um, I didn't realize how, uh, how many steps you were getting and walking across campus. I know we used to like, oh, can you pick me up doing this and doing that? And even post-grad, when you don't have to do that anymore, that's when the pounds start like picking on, you know, picking up and, and adding on slowly, yeah. but even in college, yeah. I did yeah. uh, do some, I love walking around campus. I love going to the gym. I felt like I should have done more. Um, But mm-hmm. what are the myths? Like I, I was probably on the more conscious side because just my family dynamic, but most students, even now that I'm in, you know, working higher education, I just see them like, Do y'all care about health? Like, I know I want it to be, well, (laughs) I know I want it to be smaller, even though I look back at pictures like Aaron, you were the perfect size for your, your height and whatever, but I want it to be smaller. It wasn't, we didn't have the Kim Kardashian, like that wasn't the time Uh where people wanted to like be thick. So even it now like, like
0: it was regular <laughs> it was, regular girls.
1: Yes. <laughs> so what are some myths students have when they're in college? I know people think they're young, they're invisible. I can eat stay up, eat anything I want and be okay.
0: That's the that was the very first thing that I was gonna say. They think because um they're young that they have time. Um they think because they're young that they're not as affected. Um And they think because what, you know, they've been maybe like that all their lives that, that is, that it's okay. Um, They think um, that because they're maybe a smaller size that they don't need to be active, but that is not the only reason that we're active to lose weight. You actually need to be active to maintain a healthy life. Um, And um, they, they, and another thing, they don't think about the mental um, benefits of, or the emotional benefits of working out. Um, along my journey, another thing that got me so into working out and um, loving it was because it became literally therapy for me, a great stress reliever um, to take off some of that anxiety. Um, and I didn't suffer with depression, but I know a lot of people that do with training now, and it definitely helps in so many other areas. It's so much bigger than just having a small waistline, and that was never, ever my goal, intentions. Um, I never, I haven't weighed myself since 2012. So that definitely the scale was definitely not, you know, not a a goal of mine. I never had that, but, um, they don't realize that that working out can actually help in so many other areas, um, that, that are definitely not really talked about enough on college campus, like depression and anxiety, um, and being a stress relief. What
1: tips do you have? Like if a college student came to you as a client, what tips about eating healthy on campus? And I can I can see some students, like some campuses are um, like well aware that to include healthier options. Um, uh-huh. I think campuses are getting better. It's just a matter of making that yes. choice. So what tips would you give students?
0: That's the big, that's the big thing. Um, you know, we, we have choices most times. And like you said, schools, um, period, or and just kind of like, I guess, the world in general is moving towards like a healthier lifestyle. It's slow, but it's, it's motion. Um, so I would definitely, definitely, first thing to say is to stay away from the fast food, because on some campuses, they're right there in the, in the student union. Um, so stay away from the fast food as much as possible whether it's on campus or off campus it is the it's a silent killer um the sodas stay away from those and and try to stay away from a lot of sugar so when you're in the cafeteria say for breakfast choose the oatmeal instead of you know the biscuits and syrup all the time um try to have more of a balance um and like i said the choices and you, you know in the cafeteria i know we used to have choices. And a lot of times my choices were not good. I wanted to go to the quick, the hamburger and French fries, um, because we tend to do, you know, yeah, just, and, but you know, there's other there's the other line they have sat like salad bar. So be aware, first of all, um, of what your, you know, what your options are and make sure that you're intentionally, um, you know, choosing something healthy, if not every single time, just a healthy balance of it. Um, I had no, like when I went to college, it it wasn't even a thought of mine. I went ate as many times as I could, as I wanted to, brought stuff back to my room, probably wasn't supposed to, and it wasn't anything healthy. It was all quick. Um, like you see, you, you, you were fortunate and, um, on the lesser side of, of the curve that had a little bit of knowledge about nutrition and, and health and things like that. But me coming from where I came from. It was all new. I had to learn everything, basically myself and as an adult. And, you know, we don't read labels. That's another thing that I would definitely recommend, highly recommend to any student, anybody, read your labels and start learning what you're putting in your body so that you can understand like what it's doing and why your body is working like that. A lot of students don't realize um, your hormones and everything has to do with what you're eating. Um, You're wondering why you're breaking out so much. Um, why your skin isn't clear or why you're feeling a certain way. And a lot of times it is what you're eating. And and, and people and students, they don't, especially, um, you know, first coming in that most of them aren't thinking about that. But I'm thankful that, you know, the conversation is being started. Thankful for people like you um, who's trying to get this information to to our students, because that is I think that's a key place Um, because it's like your, your rebirth. You know, you come from learning everything from your parents and everything like that. And then you're in college and you're kind of getting on your own. And so you're kind of relearning some things. And so I think this is very important to, to get to them as early as possible um, so that we don't have um, the what we've been going through. Like you said, like post-college, it really starts to slow down. And that's where the the, the pounds starts to really add up. And you're like, wait, hold up. <laughs> what happened? Um and so that, yeah, I, I definitely think it's important to get them this information um, as early as possible.
1: So when I coach students, I often work with them on their time management, and I ask them to actually put down exercising and eating. And some students aren't fortunate to have that perfect schedule that allows them to pass by the calf or. Um, the student center to eat at eleven to get up. You know they might have a seven o'clock class where they're having to get up and not eat breakfast, and you know their their next meal isn't isn't until like six or seven hours away. So, what are some some healthier snacks, a way to be prepared. I still go back to you in the car with the salad on the way to the gym because that used to be my excuse. Like, oh my god, I hadn't eaten. Uh, I'm gonna have a headache. Right. I, you know, I either have to push this back, or I have to cancel. But what, what are some tips that students? What are some things that students can do if they are um, not able to eat regularly, and some things that they can pack that's healthy and nutritious, and especially. During finals, what are some healthy snacks that, that students can,
0: uh, use? Um, I always go to a, a good trail mix, um, good brain food. Um, it definitely holds you over, um, cause of that protein in the nuts. Um, something that you don't really need to have hot, heavily refrigerated something like hummus, um, with, you know, you go back to your celery sticks or carrot sticks. One thing that I've tried recently was, um, peppers and hummus. Just dip it in quick, easy. Like you said, like I said, don't really need to be heavily refrigerated. Um, Fruit is always a go to. A granola mix um, you can do. They have so many um, uh, alternate options for chips now. They're made out of lentils and just healthy vegetables that are really tasty. Your veggie chips, things like that, um, that you're on a go. Old school peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I don't really do the jelly because of the high sugar, but I understand because you're college students, you don't really have a whole lot that you know to access. So, you know, it's better, but you want to, and you want to choose like your wheat breads, of course, over your whites um, because of the high sugar in that. But your old school peanut butter and jelly is still a good go. Um, you have protein there, so um, that those type of things will definitely hold you over um, instead of getting like you know a snicker or. Um, a honey bun or something like that, you can still dry fruit is a quick go-to sugar sugar curver for me. I'm not big on sugar, but when I do crave it, I just give me some like banana chips or dry mango. And um a big thing for me becoming from how where I came from was having an open mind and trying a lot of new things. Because if you don't try things, then you won't um, you know, know if you like them. And our younger generation, we I've run into the fact that they don't eat a lot of stuff and that's because they haven't really been willing to try a lot of things. Um, but going on campus, you know, being on campus and having short time, sometimes those are some great things that you can just throw in your bag, throw in your book sack, having your purse pre-pack, um, and have in your room basically. Um, and just to grab and go so that you're not out here eating the worst of the worst. Um, and you just want to, like I said, just try to make the best decisions as possible um, with what you're putting in your body because it affects you on so many other levels, emotionally, mentally, um, and also physically.
1: Um, one last thing about the nutrition piece, I noticed, and it took me a long time to really um, pay attention to to how your body reacts to certain things and why you suffer from a lot of things. And I knew um, I recently connected my migraines to being dehydrated and knowing how um, especially being in the South and it's humid, you really can't stay hydrated. What is the rule of thumb for students with water intake and um, and how does that affect their brain activity, tiredness, fatigue, all that good stuff? Um Well, water
0: first of all, is you, you need it more than you need food. Um, you know, it flushes, it flushes your body, cleanses your body, hydrates you. A lot of times, um, a good rule of thumb to notice if you're, you know, if you're hydrated is to look at the color of your urine. Um, and the darker colors mean that you are not hydrated. Um, water is, is needed for, to have energy. Um, it's, it's basically it you should be your best friend. And it's something that I struggle with for a long time, but at least you want to try to get in, um, at least, uh, at least about two, two liters a day. I know that's, that's extensive, but, um, you want to at least try to build your way up. So I don't want you to think that just cause you had two bottles of water, that is enough. Your body needs water. Like I said, more than it needs food. Um, and like I said, with the, the cleansing of your body, of your skin, um, just the way that your your, bu- your blood flows and fun- functions, water is key to all of that. Um, so it, it literally should become your best friend. Be careful with putting um, the added stuff in there, like crystal light and things like that. Um, if you want to make your water like a little bit, you know, have a little bit of pizzazz to it, add, just add some fruit or something you don't want to add too many additives, but, um, with your water intake, you definitely want to have a high water intake. And another thing with time that I wanted to discuss that I forgot about, um, with going to the gym, um, even if you can't make it to the gym 20 minutes in your dorm room or wherever you are, just to get your heart rate up is, is, is key enough. Um, try taking, you know, the stairs instead of taking the elevator all the time, just little small things like that, that we don't think about, um, can actually like add to our steps, so to speak, um, you know, in, in the health ramification, but I mean, in the health department, um, but the water drink as much water as you can. Um, it, it helps just all around, all around.
1: So on my last episode, I talked about maximizing tuition dollars, and one thing that sticks out for me is um, not like now that I have to pay like my real cash money for like the gym and <laughs> classes. I I was like, we had what? a brand new gym at Southeastern, so I enjoyed it. But I feel like like I should have done more. Now I miss it because I remember just being introduced to Pilates and yoga like that was my first experience like nobody was doing yoga in eight beat Louisiana come on um they (laughs) they probably thought it was like some Hindu Buddhist type stuff who knows but now that I'm out and I have to pay my cash money I appreciate that so much so what should students like how should they maximize the use of their gym they may not have a brand new um, student health center like a LSU or even Southeastern has a a pretty uh nice one, but how do they use that little ten dollar fee that they probably don't even know that they're paying they're paying for? How can they maximize that?
0: First of all, like you said, you don't even realize that you're paying for it. Um, you please take advantage, go in that gym. I don't care if it's for twenty to thirty minutes. Go take advantage of that because once you once you get out of college, and most gyms, they have a couple of, that are $10 a month, but th- that $10 versus the $10 that you're paying in college is a whole different $10. This $10, you're going to notice- you probably won't even have, you know, it. your money becomes different once you once you become an adult and acquire these other responsibilities. And a lot of times the gym gets pushed to the, the bottom of the list. So while you have this um, and have access to it and on a grand level, because it's open probably like, I think seven days a week, the gym is open for long periods of time. So if you can get it out in the morning and get it out of the way, that would be perfect. That is ideal. It gives you energy. You're tired in the moment, but I promise post that workout, you're gonna have this burst of energy. You're gonna feel better. You're gonna get through your better day, your day better, you're more focused. Um, so I definitely recommend getting in and out of the way in the morning, but take advantage, some type of take a chunk, 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes out of your day to get into that gym. If they have any Um, any groups, any sororities or anything, hosting like fitness classes or bringing anybody to the campus or anything like that. I definitely recommend taking advantage of that um, because, you know, like I said, once you get out of college, it's a different ball game. And I feel like if you going back to my habits in college, I think, you know, the habits that you create in college are ones that are going to follow you after college and won't be so hard to create Post college, and so this is a great time right now to make it a part of your routine, and it'll become less of a chore. Basically. So thank you
1: for for those tips, and as we wrap up, I want to give you the opportunity to, to let people know what you're doing now. You're from New Orleans. You have these boot camps, uh, but can our listeners? access you outside of New Orleans? Do you train virtually? Do you give um, yes. real plans and um, tips? So tell more about
0: Supernova Fit as overall. So um, I do personal training here in New Orleans. I do boot camps here in New Orleans. I do also travel to go to different cities. I've been to about five different cities like D.C., Dallas, Houston, um, doing pop-up boot camps there. Um, I also do virtual training. I've had clients in L.A. I have clients right now in Houston, um, Lafayette, Louisiana. And so we do virtual training um, via like a FaceTime type of thing where I'm still giving you the same cues. Um, The experience is almost 100% similar to as if we were in person. Um, And um, I'm trying to right now create more ways that that I can be more accessible to more people because it's, it's just me. Um, with the, I do guided meal training. I don't really dive into like meal prep or prescribing meals for people because, um, that's more of a nutritionist dietitianist thing. But, um, for my clients, I'll help guide them, um, within, you know, their, what their diet is to make them, to help them get to healthier substitutions. Um, because I don't, I don't, I just think it's about a healthy balance Um, coming from, you know, my journey. I learned that you don't have to starve yourself. You don't have to be vegan or do this get quick scheme keto diet type of thing. Um, It's just about having a balanced diet and being aware and, um, you know, doing things in moderation. And so um, I don't really prescribe to, you know, in that area because that's not really my, my scope of practice. But, um, yes, I do personal training, group training, virtual training. Um, and I have an online store as well with, uh, my merchandise. Um, so yeah, that, that is it. And like I said, it's been an amazing journey and I'm working on a second certification now that's getting into athletic training and just trying to learn more and be as much as, um, a resource to to my community, especially my people of African American color, um, in particular. So
1: great. So how can they reach you? Social media, email, website.
0: Yes, social media. I am uh, Instagram. It's Supernova Fit. S U um, P A N O V A F I T. That is my Facebook as well. Uh, slash Kia Clark. K E Y A C L A R K. Um the website for now for the merchandise is uh supernovafit at bigcartel.com. I'm actually transitioning to a supernovafit.com, um, but it is under construction still. So um y'all can, like I said, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and um uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, and my email is supernovafit one, the number one at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to me about training or just have any basic questions, I try to be, like I said, a resource, um, because it's really, it's really about saving the people. Um, and you know, when you put that, the people first, the love first, then, you know, everything else follows. So
1: so, thank you guys for listening. Kia, thank you for joining us. If you go and follow Kia on social media, she's Me definitely too. going to give you great motivation uh, wherever you are in your fitness journey. Um, and again, if you need a personal trainer, if you feel like that's something that you want to sacrifice and do, be sure and connect with Kia via either you virtual or boot camps if you are in and around New Orleans, Louisiana, or any other city. So if you follow her, you're going to figure out where she is. Thank you so much for joining us, Kia, and thank you so much for listening.
0: Thank you for having me. It's definitely been an honor. And tell your your student union, your, your all of them, tell them, get me over there to, to come and help you all at school. Tell your people to hire me, SGA, whoever you are, tell them, come call me.
1: Definitely, definitely. Thank you so much. Till next time. This podcast is sponsored by BePreppy.com, a college coaching company. Head over to BePreppy.com for free college success resources and to learn how you can secure a personal college coach. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on all social media channels at BePreppy LLC.